This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast, where we sit and talk about legends versus canon of the Star Wars universe. I'm one of your hosts, Austin Ortica. And I am Ben of Tamaria. Yes, Ben doesn't have two names. I have two names. Ben doesn't. Yeah. Um, it's easy. <laughs> so we are here with our patrons for our monthly patron chat. So, hey guys, what's up? Hi. So we have with us here Psych. Yep, that's me. And Penguin Ninja. Hello. And yeah, we're here to talk about what force power would you want in real life? Yes. Which I'm sure it was easy to just pick one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Even like me personally, I still haven't chosen one because there's way too many. And I'm sure I know what, I don't know if I know what Sykes is or not. I have a hunch what it is because I think he said it in the Discord, but that's a good one. <laughs> and we will get to it. Um, but yeah, real world force powers, you could only choose one. So, not to put pressure on anyone. So who wants to go first? Sure, I'll go. Okay. All right, so I know what I put in the Discord was Force Choke because, let's face it, there's always that person, that one person. You just like, if I had the power to make you stop talking, I'd make you stop talking. Wait, you just but... have one person? <laughs> it's just one? I what? mean... <laughs> I, I, I'm blanketing everyone. So uh, I'm assuming we all have at least one. At least one. What mm. I mean. Not but, all of us work in retail, Ben. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I yeah. have many. Um, but as I'm a huge fan of uh, electrokinesis as a power, the power I would really want is force lightning. I would prefer it not to be so stuck in the dark side parts of stuff, but yeah. Well, there is the light side alternative. Force judgment. Yes, there is. Yeah. yeah. It's mainly practiced by the Barado Sages, which is the order in which Plo Koon once belonged to. Yeah. Huh. Where, where is that? Uh, wait, in the stuff? It's in Legends. Um, yeah. Mostly, most, most recent place I saw it was in a Legends book. Oh, which one? It's called The Outcast from the Fate of the Jedi series, but that's like way farther than yeah. Moon's time. Um, I'm sure there's some Legend books with it, but sometimes the lightning is like white instead of purple or blue. Um, yeah, I think it's supposed to be like a yellowish green. Mm -hmm. But that's like. That's kind of like uh, Plo Koon's signature power. Okay, okay, cool. And it doesn't, sear, it doesn't sear flesh like Dark Side Force Lightning does. 
Well, then what's the point? <laughs> so you still electrocute people, but without, like, damaging their body? Kind of like a taser. Oh, okay. There we go. Okay. I can get behind that. It's like the training saber version of force lightning. Okay. So it's more of a being stunned or stung rather than being, you know, tortured. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my pick. If I had one, that'd be it. So you just roast people? Yeah. I do that that anyway, right? (laughs) I'm a a little concerned. First we have force choke and now we have force lightning. I know. I'm a terrible light side person. (laughs) Are you light side? I mean, (laughs) some days. So I got to ask you, what was the power you thought I would be picking? Force choke. Oh, okay. okay. I thought you were going to just go on force choke. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, makes I sense. I thought you would pick Jedi mind trick to make the mm. people do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Close second. Close second. All right. Well, um... I mean, I can do mine. I kind of figured I probably would do Jedi mind trick. Mm-hmm. So I can just move people away from me or make them do what I need them to do. Because retail life. <laughs> Buy everything in my store. Okay. This is not the manager <laughs> you're looking for. Exactly. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I'd like to speak with your manager. They are not no. here today. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's basically what I would use it for. Or if anybody's trying to like, you know, I don't know, jump me or something, like that would happen, but done. Go away. You do not want to sell me death sticks. <laughs> You want to go figure out your life. <laughs> exactly. Well, See, I can do good real. and it benefits me and it can, I can benefit the other people. So it works both like, ways. You know, so you what? want to go clean your room. Right, yes. <laughs> you, want, you want to eat your dinner and not pick at it for 30 Oh my minutes. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're making a solid case here. <laughs> It works on kids. Hmm. <laughs> well, I don't know. Are kids weak-minded? Depends on the child. <laughs> I have nothing to that. <laughs> I don't have kids. <laughs> Depends on the child. Depends on the day. Like... The day, the hour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's what I would choose. Alright. Penguin? You got one? Oh, he's muted. Uh, I... I... I'd probably go with like uh, force push and pull stuff like that kind of thing, like telekinesis. Yeah. 
it would be nice. Just, yeah, just the convenience of being able to move things without having to move to them. If you, you need your, uh, controller on the other side of the room. <laughs> yep. Or you need to get something out of the fridge. I like some... I like how, you know, this is the all mystical powerful force, the like governing like spiritual center of the entire Star Wars universe and we're reducing it to parlor tricks and make our life easier. <laughs> I mean most species in the Star Wars universe kind of see the Force as parlor tricks. That's true. And also, we don't have a grand Jedi temple to hone those abilities into combat-ready adventurers, right? So no. our lives are mundane. Thus, we use these powers in mundane ways. Right. How many... This is an unrelated question, but I'm going to go with it. How many, like, petty criminals do you think there are that are, like, Force-sensitive but just, like, escaped the Jedi and Sith radar and are just like, okay, I've got, like, a slight edge over everyone? I would I would hazard a, a fair, yeah, a I was fair gonna percentage. Say, I was, yeah, I would definitely agree with Psyche because, I mean, granted, this is after the Jedi Order fell, but Ezra is a prime example of that. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, anything post Order sixty six is easier. But like, even when the Jedi Order was around, I'm sure there was plenty of Force sensitive kids that were not taken in. Yeah, like I, I know there were Jedi specifically for going around finding Force sensitive kids, but a lot of them were kind of busy. Yeah, not dying. <laughs> not in a war. Not in conflict. You know, not stuck on Coruscant in a library. I mean, isn't it? Isn't it um, a rumor or something that Solo was sensitive or something? No. No. Okay. Just want to make sure I have that right. No, no he's just lucky. He's just yep. damn lucky. <laughs> like you know obi-wan does the whole thing in my experience there's no such thing as luck and then han solo is just like here is your evidence exhibit a me my life <laughs> right yeah yep yeah no i am um, from what i remember is that he kind of was more force resistant at least in the legends to where like mind tricks wouldn't work on them really well or as well as, as well as others well yeah it was interesting because i'm reading a lot of legends books and there's a conversation where one of han's either his granddaughter or someone else was like talking to Leia and it's like well han does it or grandpa does it and everything and Leia's just like you don't have your grandpa's luck so shut up <laughs> <laughs> You're not him, so don't try it. <laughs> Wasn't both their kids force sensitive? All, all of their all children of and grandchild are force sensitive. That's what I thought. It was Luke that had one that wasn't right, or did no, he? Ben, or did ben he... is Ben is force sensitive as well. Did Luke only have the one? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. You're probably thinking of Revan and Bastila's firstborn child is not force sensitive. Okay. Probably. Hmm. That's in the Annihilation Old Republic book. Or he's like, he's either their child or he's their descendant, and he's not force sensitive. Annihilation? Yeah, I thought it was a... the Old Republic Revan book. Revan is Revan's story. Yeah. His descendant takes place, is the protagonist of Annihilation, I believe. Yeah, oh, it okay. seemed to skip generations. Like, it's Basil and Revan, and then their, at least one of their children didn't have any powers. I think one did. And then the next one was uh, Satil, and then the one after Satil doesn't have Theron. any powers, and he's the and he's the protagonist of that book. And he has no. Oh, powers. okay, Theron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he's in Old Republic. He's one of your companions. You get. So he does. He's not force sensitive, but he is trained in the Jedi ways to where he can resist resist force powers. Handy. So. Yep. And he had a lot of like cybernetics and plants and stuff like that to help him too. So Yep. That's just that. Cool character. Alright, I guess it's my turn. So, and yes, this is a canonical force power. Animal friendship. Ooh, yes. Uh it's a legend. Mainly because I feel like I could make my dog like not be ridiculous. I mean, that's a tall order, sir. <laughs> right. But even like, even like, if you're a cat owner, think about it. Like, you oh. could be like, "Come here, cat," and they would figure that out. Or okay. if you go hiking or camping, you can befriend all the animals in the forest: bears, bobcats, whatever. Yep. Animal friendship. Best force power. And we do use it in um, KOTOR 2. Yep. Had to think about that. It's KOTOR 2. It's you can do not that. very... It's not good. Great. No. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good power, no, no. but... <laughs> I'm not talking little stupid beast trick that you can stun a beast for one turn before you hit oh, it Oh, you mean... I'm, like talking, actual... I'm talking Ezra Bridger ta- standing oh, on yeah. a bunch of creepy wolverines, basically, and sending them out to... Maul with stormtroopers. Well, he also befriended the wolves and the space whales. Yeah, and space the... whales. Cannot forget the space whales. No, they're kind of important to that finale, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that they get. You know, it doesn't matter that they break all of Star Wars, whatever, and that hyperspace is apparently an organic ability. So you know what? <laughs> who who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Nobody knew. Hey. Like, hey, nobody knew that was a thing until that episode, and that's fine. Even, like, the Star Wars, like, residents in the Star Wars galaxy is like, I thought that was a myth. Hmm. Nope. Sorry. Plurgills are the only thing that can do it. They're all adorable. I mean, what's what's 40-odd years of established lore, right? I mean, just clean slate it call it a day who cares hey as long as they make more I mean, content i'm happy i'll be honest with Good you content. it's like though doesn't marvel do that like every 10 years <laughs> uh, he got uh, you there 
<laughs> as compared to DC, who does it every five. <laughs> but still, though. Well, when you have a being like the Flash who can just go back and to change everything, I mean, it's right there. You've built your own MacGuffin. <laughs> yeah. There, there's like seven Flashes, one of which does it himself every two or three months. <laughs> Time travel, who cares? <laughs> and you've got Thrawn, yeah. or you've got the reverse Flash who just does it to screw with things. Yeah, then one that just does it for funsies. <sighs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm looking at a couple. Like, I've got two. I think crossover events that are kind of like big reset buttons on my shelf. For Marvel or DC? Like Marvel. Ah, I only have like a smattering of DC comics here. Fair enough. All right, there's like five of them for DC. <laughs> Well, we'll we'll go to our break and we'll come back and you all think about what is the lamest force power. (laughs) There we go. All right. Well, welcome to the middle of the show where we thank our patrons like our patrons here. Thank you all for your support. And thank you to all of our patrons who support this podcast. We couldn't do it without you. And another way to support us is to leave reviews, ratings or reviews on Apple or Spotify. If you leave us one, we'll read them out on the show. Uh, ben, do you have one? Do we, have uh, one? we do not right now. We do not have one to read today. So we'll move on with that. You can come hang out with us on the various discords, the Robots Radio Discord, the Cups Podcasting and More Discord. You can hang out with us there and have a lot of fun. Those links will be in the episode description of when this episode is posted or other place. I believe they're linked somewhere. Um, but yeah, you can come and hang out with us. And I think that's all for the middle of the show. Yep. Pretty short yep. break this week. All right. Anyway, uh, well, so this is our thing. What is the lamest force power or the force power that you wouldn't want? Ooh. Hmm. See, I'll go first. So my first answer would have been the stupid freeze the blaster bolt thing that we first see in that Kylo Ren does in Force Awakens. I thought that was pretty lame. And I was like, oh, you stopped a blaster bolt, but like, why don't you send it back at someone or something else like that? Like, you can easily just deflect it. Why are you stopping it? Until, but that's not my answer, until I played the Fallen Order game. And we get a whole new perception with that power. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Right. So, Force Stasis Freeze does not get up there. You know, I think I'm going to have to go with something like, and this is from the KOTOR games, the uh, I think that the Death Field Life Drain ability is lackluster. Yeah. I mean, I well, I I don't really go dark side ever when I play KOTOR. Mm -hmm. But even when I do, I, I never pick that ability. 
I will say it is useful in the sense if you want to cheese the Malik fight. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm a real gamer and I just go at it. <laughs> I just dual wield lightsabers and spam the force speed and flurry and watch it. I mean, <laughs> it's all a... general grievous. <laughs> <laughs> I only have two arms and I attack as many times as grievous does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the death aura channeling ability it was kind of a pain in the butt because you had to set yourself up just right so that you could maximize it and it mm -hmm. didn't quite give you the right you know the returns that you were probably wanting like really that it feels like it should have yeah. that's a mechanic problem mm -hmm. true Mm -hmm. I just I just thought of mine. All the, right, what you got? The Force Heal from Rise of Skywalker specifically. Not from the Legends, not from the KOTOR games, because that worked. Specifically from Rise of Skywalker, to where, oh, you use your own life force to heal yourself or others. Like, that makes zero sense. Why am I using my own life force when there's literally life force in the surrounding air? I, I, it's the force like why am I giving up my own life force to heal something with the force and the force itself is energy like yeah that was an odd like like it's cool they brought thing. back force heal as a canonized cat power but like it has a drawback and I think that's the only reason they added it, is like hey there's a side effect to it but they did the um, same thing for force drain but there's no side effect with that um it's called balance Okay. Fair enough. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? So there is a spell in D and D that is similar to that. It's called Life Transference, mm -hmm. and you basically sacrifice a certain number of hit points and you heal someone. But can you imagine the rage people would feel if every time you cast Healing Word or Cure Wounds, you have to take damage? <laughs> yep. Oof. Yeah, that would backfire, I feel like, a yeah. lot. <laughs> That's why I will never forgive. That's the one thing, one of the f many things <laughs> from that film that I was not happy with. It's like, cool, they added it back, but it's not good, per se. Mm. And plus, Ray was like the first person to use it for who knows how long. Out of nowhere. Hey, I have Force Hero now do you though there is a skit like a tiktoker who does like star wars skits and one of them is all the jedi in jedi heaven the force ghosts or whatever and they watch watching ray do that and it's is just it really cartoony looking like type of skit no 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 okay. it's like a actual person on tiktok but they just like anakin it, it happens and then anakin just turns to like it's obi-wan mace windu and yoda and he's just like Really? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> that was a thing. I mean, she learned it in the ancient Jedi texts, apparently. Wait, wait. Uh, okay, sure. Let's not. Yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> not go into that debate. Uh, Psych. What about you? All right. Um, I think. 
I hate to say it, but like a number of the like light side abilities. I I think it's Valor, Master Valor, mm -hmm. Kotor. It was just, I mean, it's their mechanics, but in a real world practical sense, what is that? What would that do for me? And if I had a power like that, like, would it really even be a power? I think, yeah, I definitely agree. One way that the Legends books kind of tackles it is it's basically almost like a pat passive thing that mm. not like Luke, like, stop, like, Luke will be like, it'll say Luke strengthened himself in the force drew from the force mm. to strengthen his body drew from the force to quicken his pace or other things like that right which okay. is more just like relying on the force to make okay you. i beyond that i would also say the uh that beast trick ability from two was awful was <laughs> dumb that's not it. true animal friendship Let's stun a beast Bam. for three seconds. That is nothing. <laughs> cool. It can't move for three seconds. That is I'm still going to get Molly Fantastic. Penguin? <laughs> mm. uh, I'd say um, the one from uh, Fallen Order. Psychometry. That just, oh. that just seems like it doesn't have any real use but that's the best way to get skill points in Fallen Order <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah I can see that I have a little special love for that because of Quinlan Boss but well I mean because to use it the item itself has to be somehow connected through the force but if we you know don't really have that much here kind of defeats the purpose you just see its history well yeah. yeah and so the larger impression it yields than whatever i would be afraid to have that power because like i feel like i would learn something that i just was better off not knowing fair point you you reach for a pen at the bank and suddenly you, you realize that the person who used it last is in an affair or something. You're just like, yeah. I didn't need to know that. Thank you. Or that pen was used in some type of John Wick scenario. <laughs> the things this pen has seen. <laughs> well, think about touching money. Oh. oh. Especially ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be terrible in my line of work. <laughs> Oh god. Psychometry oh. <laughs> uh, has, I feel like, a very particular niche. Uh, you you use it for investigation purposes and it shines, right? Mm -hmm. Um character in Marvel Longshot, he has it, and for a good several issues, he was part of X Factor Investigations. And they were to use his ability to great success to do, you know, forward the case, as it were. And it's also a really good visual power for like the reader or the get you know the player right that way you don't have to be told something you can be shown something which is always a very important thing to do hmm. i would like to change my answer go on force projection astral projection 100 percent lamest force power <laughs> 
Okay, yeah. Are we I talking mean, about the last Jedi success. fight? <laughs> yes, but okay. <laughs> it is a lame force power to me because you couldn't accomplish exactly the same way use Luke's use it uses it. But outside of that, why would you use a force ability that takes so much power that it can kill you when you could just use a holocom? Fair. Fair. Again, that drawback. Force healing almost kills you. Force projection almost kills you. Like, what's what's the point of being light side? I mean, obviously, force lightning doesn't kill me. Um, have you seen Palpatine? <laughs> That's his own fault. <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> Why he didn't try to turn it off when he just redirected at himself, I'll never understand, but he just kept going. <laughs> well, no, I heard that, like, Force Lightning does leave a drawback on, like, your skin. Like, yeah. often your fingers will turn black or other things like that. And I, and okay. just in general, using Dark Side powers typically will start, like, wearing down your body as a whole anyway. Mm-hmm. That's why, also... like, you get the Sith red eyes and everything, and your complexion starts to get paler. Do we know why Vader can't use Force Lightning? Because he has no hands? Because he has no hands. <laughs> yeah, and, and the suit. Yeah. You don't want to yeah, fry true. yourself. You know, that is a major weakness of Vader. <laughs> Electricity. One, yeah, one blast of Force Lightning could really... Uh, I mean, I mean BD-1 yeah. almost took him down, if we really want to talk about it. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. I feel like one well-placed See, EMP bomb and like half of the threat of the Empire is knocked out there. Oh my god, just use an EMP on the Death Star with everybody on it and then, yeah, that's all you needed to do. <laughs> It'd be a really big EMP. You would need the True. like a like, you would need at least a like, small star going off nearby EMP to take it out. That's fine. Just using the entire fleet of the Rebel Alliance and then more and just shoot an EMP missile. It could be work. There are dumber ideas. <laughs> True. Yeah, like sacrificing your whole entire squadron just to get one tor- <laughs> torpedo down a, a vacuum tube. To destroy a planet-killing weapon. Yeah. That the Empire is just going to be able to rebuild <laughs> in five years. Yep. I don't understand. This is all really off-topic, but I do not understand Palpatine's obsession with planet-killing lasers. Legends Nobody. and canon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many. Like, why? why do you need to kill this many planets, man? So, but seriously, if you think about it, like, he's basically just Apple in the whole thing of, like, okay, I like this. Can we make it smaller? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, not smaller. Now I want bigger. I was going to say, in canon, it's bigger. (laughs) Okay, and then I want bigger. But then I want smaller again. (laughs) Make up your mind, sir. (laughs) My question is, like, 
like canon wise specifically so we know star killer base obviously from six to seven there's a 30 year gap so obviously they did that within 30 years but with the like where do they get all the fun like people to build all this like is it just all droids at this point um the force okay the Star Wars MacGuffin. It's just the Force doing its work, just uh, making dis- so, planet destroying weapons. In reality, I believe for Star Killer Base, the First Order just started like discreetly kidnapping children from the Outer Rim, and that's how yeah, they built their yeah. army and people to build it. I think that's that explanation. Well, if anybody wants to know our next episode, we are actually going to talk about the First Order. So. <laughs> well, no, this is a good point because, like, every Leia is going around telling everyone that, like, hey, the First Order is a problem. And True. no one no one wants to believe her. So there's probably a willful ignorance on the New Republic side of... That's what happens with your powerful governments. Yeah. But... <sighs> so here's a question. This is off topic again, but... So the Zillow Beast's armor is resistant to lightsabers. Could the Zillow Beast deflect the Death Star laser? Mm, no, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's powered by a kyber, like many kyber, just, kyber crystals, but it's, hmm. it's technically a lightsaber. But it's a really big thing. Like I, I feel like the laser itself was the size of a very, very large city, right? Like maybe if you had. A Zillow beast of appropriate size, or the the beam. Well, yeah, if we're talking about like a single Zillow beast, and then that one, like the actual size of the Death Star laser, that's a big no, because just the heat alone would probably kill it. Yeah. Oh, Mm. or let alone going up underneath. Going like, (laughs) yeah. Now, if we're talking about maybe the one that used on, uh, was it uh, Jetta in Rogue One? Well, that is at like 60% power. Yeah. Also, and I'll go back to this. Why didn't Vader and Tarkin just blow up Tatooine? You would think that had been the like top of Vader's freaking list, right? And I, look, you can argue that the Hut Empire is there, but do they really care? Do they really care? First thing Vader says when he is fully rebuilt, Tatooine. I would, that one, that one first. What about Alderaan? No, Tatooine. Tatooine too. <laughs> Tatooine, because I don't like sand. <laughs> um, we'll do Jetta sand, tattooing sand, Jakku <laughs> sand. You know, because Sheik's got be- beaches. <laughs> Any planet with sand, it needs to go. You mean that's all the planets? Naboo's Vader. got beaches. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all planets besides Coruscant, Vader. Like you want to blow up everything? Yes. <laughs> you know. There's got to be water to sustain life on Coruscant. Like, so, you know, there's probably sand there, too. <laughs> I was wondering about Coruscant, how it could have... Because you're right, water's got to be... It's They show storms and stuff. It rains at some point. Mm-hmm. And you, 
it's a city-wide planet or planet-wide city, yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? This is my whole thing with sci-fi, and they, I really need them to kind of like. I know it's a good plot device and it makes good visuals, but single ecosystem planets are not viable for life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. True. Well, I mean, the water ones are. I guess that's true. But still, like a planet has a planet that has life on it would have a whole variety. I feel like of bioderms on it you just would not be able to sustain something like a coruscant or a tatooine or even a kashyyyk like they just aren't and the same goes for you know, other mass effects or whatever right here's my uh no thought do you think if we found an all-water planet do you think our first instinct would be let's explore it and go deep into it and figure that out? Or do you think our first instinct would be like, let's figure out how we can move this water back to Earth? I feel like it would depend yeah. on who found it. Entrepreneur, definitely the latter. I yeah, was going to say, like, former. knowing human society, <laughs> knowing us as human uh, human beings, we will go for the expo- exploration part first. Let's see what we can find. And nine times out of ten, there's probably something there to kill us. You know, we would 100% wake up some, like, Leviathan-esque creature. And we would inadvertently trigger the, like, death of the galaxy. Or or we discover ancient alien technology and it just becomes Mass Effect. You know, this is... If sci-fi and comic books have taught me anything, if you find a strange rock... If you find something strange <laughs> crashed in your backyard, shut the door, turn around. <laughs> it ain't any of your business. Or just, you know, in the last few years in just human nature, human society right now, if you see something and something's like, oh, maybe I should go pick this up. It looks like something ancient or something. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. Walk the other way because you don't we, we don't want another like Cthulhu-esque something happening. <laughs> don't mess with stuff that ain't any of your business <laughs> my grandma was right <laughs> if it if it looks like in the museum it looks like something in, that needs to be in the museum and you're wanting to go pick it up don't, don't just leave it don't touch it don't touch don't it don't call the government nope. don't call the museum people just leave it alone leave it there don't look at it What's a big rock? We don't talk about the big rock. <laughs> the big rock alone. Big rock didn't hurt nobody. It's not doing nothing. Anyway. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Back I'll in Star out. Wars, we just went to Supernatural all of nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. But, um, yeah, Force Powers. Yeah. Hmm. You know, there is there a mind... I know you can, like, read emotions with the Force, but is there, like, a mind-reading power? Uh, I believe so. I mean, Kylo... I mean, we see it in the sequels. Oh, Kylo uh, does mind-probe people with the Force. Yeah, but that's gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want something that's, like, passive that doesn't hurt someone else. That's fair. We want more Xavier-level telepathy, not uh, creepy... 
<laughs> creepy telepathy. <laughs> See, again, I go back and forth because I think it would be cool. But I also know I'd find out stuff I don't want to find out. And, you know, that I was probably just better not off better not knowing. <laughs> yep. And these are facts. Yep. Probably why we all don't have telepathy. It's a mm. shame, but... Is it, though? <laughs> Every session of D&D, my party's first goal is to find a, find a store magic shop and get them to make telepathy earrings so they can talk to each other without having to talk out loud. <laughs> It is their first thing they do every time. Are you ever going to give it to them? Oh, no, I've done it before. And one time they tried to circumvent the gold by getting a genie to grant it to them. So I made it so anytime they used it, they projected their surface level thoughts to everyone connected (laughs) in the telepathic link. (laughs) Whoops. Nice. No game consequences at all. Roleplay consequences, though. That's awesome. <laughs> um, psych, uh, for our next Mass Effect thing, I'm going to be a Leviathan. I'm going to homebrew a race. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I am thinking about being a cat, though. So we'll see. <laughs> Again, no. <laughs> That's an official race. Yeah, but I'm not setting it in Andromeda, so. It's creative thinking. Come on. Oh, okay. Who says it anyway. has to be lore based? It's fine. <laughs> I like my Mass Effect And we based. don't know what really <laughs> happens after Andro- the game Andromeda anyway for Andromeda. Well, okay, we do work a little bit because of the book, but. Still. Anyway. You're telling me that in dark space between Andromeda and the Milky Way that the Reapers and the Cat just happen to never interact with each other? Also, did the Arcs pass the Reapers on the way to Andromeda? This is a different question. (laughs) We'll talk about this after the show. (laughs) But anyway. Anything else about Force Powers? Nah. Well, I think that's all we got. You got anything, Ben? No, that that's basically what I got. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for coming. Uh, why don't we go around people? People want to get in touch with you. Why don't you tell us where to find you? We'll start with Psych. Sure. Uh, I am a host of the Mass Effect of the Mass Effect Blue Shift. I'm a player of the Mass Effect Blue Shift, and I'm the host of the MCU Lorecast. Man, there you go. In the right order. Um, for episodes for Blue Shift drop on the first Friday of the month, which is coming up here, and the MCU is weekly on Mondays. Yeah. Penguin? I'm, I'm mostly just on the various discords. Hmm. Yeah, alright. Well, you can always find us on the discords or other shows, Assassin's Creed Lorecast, the uh, Dragon Age lore cast. I almost said I was on the Wizarding Lord World lore cast, but that's nope. not true. Ben that is. is my show, Wizarding World <laughs> lore cast. Yes. Um, and yeah, you can come hang out and check out those shows with us too. And that's really 
all we got. So thank you for listening to the Holocron Histories podcast. And remember, or God, I almost, uh, may the force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com. Have you ever wanted to deep dive into the lore and stories behind all your favorite Marvel movies? Then do we have the show for you. I'm Captain Shanko. And I'm Psych88. Join us as we dissect the media megalith that is the MCU. We'll talk about the origin stories, the fights, and everything in between. The MCU Lorecast releases on all major podcasting platforms on Mondays as part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club and can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.